A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and thanks for joining us for 5 Miles Easy, where we go behind the scenes on the highs, lows, and uphill battles on our running journeys and bring you conversations to inspire, motivate, and get you one step closer to your goals. So let's race up for 5 Miles Easy. And here is a snippet of what's to come. Um, so I kind of really like sense there was a way to do this better. Um, and it also felt like a complete rip off. We've now got customers in 180 different countries, which, like, some of them I've never even heard of, wow, uh, which, is, so which cool. is super cool. And we've got, yeah, 40,000 people now paying to train with us. Obviously, to be good at anything, you need to sacrifice. To find balance, I think it comes down to, like, understanding what makes you happy and then just do lots of that. Ben started Runner during lockdown, and since it's absolutely skyrocketed, they now have 40,000 members in 180 countries. Alongside running a very successful startup, Ben is an impressive athlete in his own right. He's done six Ironmans and actually about to complete his next one just this weekend. And he's run an incredible 32 marathons with his PB being at 2.32. So, so much to dive into in this episode. And yeah, we cannot wait to find out more about Ben and Runner. Yeah, so in this episode, we explore why Ben started Runner in the first place, why people actually need a coach, and how he's able to balance a hugely successful startup business with very impressive triathlon and running training of his own. So much to dive into. Now, Steph, you have run at a pretty high level since school. You ran for England in cross country, but have you always had a coach? Yeah, I actually have. So, I mean, I think it's changed over the years. When I started running at school, my coach was the coach of the training group. So I went to sessions with my club at the track and we had a coach that sort of set our sessions there. And as I kind of progressed there before I went to uni, he started giving me more advice on what to do in between the the training sessions so rather than just the sessions at the track he was like okay you should do this run tomorrow as a recovery run for example um but I kind of just left it like that and when I got to uni and I I sort of stayed at that level and then it was actually a coach that wasn't involved with the uni had seen me run a cross-country race 
and perhaps thought I had some potential. He approached me and asked if I wanted some more help with my training and that he could just give me one-on-one -on -one coaching. And so from then, that was in my second year of uni, I would meet him twice a week. I'd literally do like a solo session with him and he'd set my training and he'd give me a plan for the whole week. And from then I improved massively just from that. I guess I started running more, but it was so structured and he was tailoring it for me. Um, and then I left uni and I've had a few coaches since then, but I've always kept with the same style that I need someone that I can speak to. Um, yeah. It's very tailored to me. They kind of understand my personal life. So the ones that I've worked best with definitely understand me as a person, how I'm having to juggle work and other things. Um, and the coach I have now, he's super old school, but I love it. He's so interested in my life, which is like really nice yeah. because I think- It's such an important part. Yeah, I think when you have a coach, it's it's not just, you're not just like a body that runs. You're not robots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's so much that goes into being a good athlete that they kind of need to understand the whole package. Yeah. And okay, what do we tweak to here, here and here to make you the best runner that you can be? So yeah, my coach now, um, he's very old school, gives me a call the day before a session. This is what session you're doing tomorrow based on, we have a chat, he knows how I'm feeling and all of this. So I like that approach, but I think it's gonna be interesting, the conversation we have with Ben, where it's a very different approach in the sense that it's quite, it's very technological based and scientific, um, yeah. with lots of data points, but yeah. What about you? Have you always had a coach? No, I literally, I mean, I only had a coach when I started running properly during lockdown. Although actually, no, that's, that's not strictly true. I did have uh, my friend coached me for triathlon when I decided that completely off the bat, I wanted to do this triathlon, but it was a lot more, kind of informal and I did not stick to my plan because I was working full time and it was basically train when I can vaguely squeeze it in. So my first sort of proper coaching experience was when I started running properly in lockdown. And I mean, yeah, I I fully think that's why I progressed so quickly Yeah, because I had that structure. And also, cause I didn't know how to train. I would do club sessions but that's pretty much all I would do. And then my other running would be commuting to the office, but there wasn't actually any rhyme or reason to what I was doing. I'd do yeah. the club sessions cause they're there and they were fun. And I think there's, there's definitely a thing that the less you know about something, the more you overestimate your ability. So I didn't question that I was like, well, of course I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm doing the right thing to improve because I'm doing the club sessions. And it was actually when I got that coach, I realized how little I know yeah. about training. And that has only, that's only got more and more and more, the more I've had input on my training, I've realized kind of how little I know about it. And I think now I, I, I would not be able to, train without a coach now because yep. I've realized like how much I need that input so how do you with your coach now how do you kind of manage the relationship with them how much is your coach dictating what you do versus perhaps how you're feeding back or suggesting do you have it where he's telling you everything to do or do you have some input as well 
all my so he only sets my sessions yeah he gives me kind of guidance on my mileage but to be honest all of his my coach is out in America he's a coach for the Puma elite team out in North Carolina so they all very much have the same program and they will run very high mileage yeah I've no I haven't done that higher mileage before so I do less because I don't want to break myself yeah and so he actually doesn't really input into my easy runs and my mileage but he sets all my sessions and I don't question it because I think he I've I fully trust him mm -hmm. and it and actually maybe I would question it if I didn't fully trust him mm -hmm. but I know that he's done that he's got so much experience he's trained so many successful marathoners now I've actually so I've got two coaches the husband and wife and Amy herself has been to two Olympics for the marathon and like several world championships so between them they have an incredible amount of experience in marathon training and there's just there's no reason for me to question it yeah but having said that you know I do I feed back after every session we speak after every session and I obviously tell them how it's gone what times I've run whether I've been on target or not and how I felt yeah and I, I think that's so important because no one knows your own body better yeah. than yourself your coach may just assume okay she's fine so this is what she can do the next day whereas actually yeah. you are giving that feedback then may change what your coach sets you for the next session yeah but it's amazing how he almost always knows how I'm going to feel. <laughs> like I That's good. Him. He knows you. <laughs> yeah. I had this long run on Sunday and I went into it so blasé. It was Sunday was so hot and I started I started at 8am, so quite early. But it was already like 29 degrees and I had 2 hours 45 which I end up doing a marathon. And I was by myself. And that's in actually Bushy so Park. fast in that heat. Well, actually, I have a mission to make. I didn't quite make it to a marathon, but I was so close. I ended up doing two hours 49 so I could run <laughs> well, 26.4. So I ended on 100 miles for the week because I'm that sad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I went into it like so blasé. And I was by myself and I was like, yeah, it's fine. I'll be, I'll be able to do this. I'll hit a marathon. And I called him afterwards. I was like... I am so drained. Like I honestly think that took way more out of me than doing a session at the weekend. And mm -hmm. he was like, "Yeah, I knew, I knew it would." <laughs> <laughs> that was the idea. Yeah. Was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. But yeah, it's it's crazy. Like how much they they know, and everyone else has been through that who's had the same sessions before. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it takes some experience though to know. So your coach will tell you the session, you don't question it. I'm I'm the same. I don't question the sessions I'm given. But I do think it takes some experience and learning what you can cope with in running to be able to kind of dictate the days in between. Mm. So I had this the same where I sort of set what I want to do on the easy days. But that's just because I know my body and I know what I can handle. And yeah. I will have the conversation with my coach about it, but he kind of trusts, look, okay, the sessions are going well, so clearly I'm recovering enough in between doing what I'm doing on my easy days to be able to go yeah, into the session. Yeah, you're not doing anything yeah. wrong. Yeah, there's exactly. So shall we crack on with the show? Let's do it. If you want to up your running game with a runner coaching plan, 
you can get two weeks free with the code five miles that's the number five the word miles on the runner coaching app Ben we're really excited to have you on today first question what is your why when it comes to running yeah I think my kind of why is very much transitioned over the years and started out with a doing a I was a I don't know, testosterone fueled guy who wanted to look a certain way and it was a way to stay lean alongside doing a lot of work in the gym. And now it's very much kind of two things, one of which is just being outdoors and enjoying kind of like the fresh air and the endorphins of running. Um, And then the other piece is that I'm a very competitive person and it's a way to challenge myself and see how fast and how much better I can get. Do you mean the more I train and the more you go, the the faster you get really. Awesome. Do you feel like now that you have a business and a very busy lifestyle it seems do you find that running and training is a good way to kind of keep everything in balance and in check and clear your head a bit yeah absolutely I mean um yeah li- life is so busy to the point where um there's an element where like wanting to be a really good runner almost comes as like an added pressure whereby like do you mean I used to be in a point where um I didn't work nearly as hard as I do now and I could do you mean, run 100 miles a week or 100k a week probably a bit more realistically um, and my body agreed with that and it was very much something that I built up to over a long period of time um, and now it's the case that I work probably 70 80 hours a week at a desk um, so then wanting to be as good as I was um, and do you mean having to put in the training to do that is almost like an added pressure um, and I think as a result kind of like starting a business and seeing my running personally go backwards a little bit um it's been very hard and so now as a result I've very much tried to like reframe my own personal running journey and it's do you mean I want to be um running for the sake of it's something that I enjoy Uh, awesome and I mean obviously you've been incredibly busy with runner can you just tell for anyone who doesn't know I mean I feel like everyone knows (laughs) everywhere but can you just tell us what is runner and why did you start it yeah, well, I'm I'm glad that you you, you feel like runners everywhere. Hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully it's kind of um, growing and, and and getting in front of everyone. And hopefully, anyone who doesn't know about it will will, will do now. Um, but yeah, so essentially, Runner is the first of its kind, fully automated running coaching service. Um, and so, very much what we're trying to do is bring the experience of working with a running coach, which is doing an amazing experience, but also a privileged and and doing a very expensive service, um, in a much more affordable and accessible package for everyone. Um, and it's very much kind of come about from like two different angles at the same time, whereby, um, so I met my co-founder now at university, he was doing electronic engineering, super, super smart guy. Um, and he went off and got his own job and did his own thing. And I kind of very much went down the route of becoming a a personal trainer, running coach and, and growing my craft that way. Um, Built, built an online coaching business and I would always coach up to 40 people because any more than that just couldn't deliver the level of service that I'd want to want to do and I was also doing a lot of in-person stuff as well um, and so I was kind of like somewhat frustrated that I couldn't help any more people than this but it's also quite quite repetitive in a way like everyone on their marathon journey as an example do you mean needs to build up their mileage over time needs to get a balance of easy running and interval running and tempo and long runs and do you mean they all need the same kind of tips um, so I kind of really like sense that there was a way to do this better um, and it also felt like a complete rip-off like I had to charge what I was charging because doing it's so time consuming yeah but at the same time like I'd have someone who's so similar to someone else and you're just like so slightly tweaking their journey um and that didn't seem like the right path and then at the same time my co-founder Dom um doing super super smart guy and he's there like kind of like wanting to find the app to do what he wants which is doing rather than Strava where you get to put your runs on social media he wanted to just be told what to do today dom and i both came back together and, and started working on a very early service of what runner is now um, and what that started out as was a business called the run buddy 
Um, I and remember that. Yeah, so I'm glad that, that I'm glad that you heard about that. So, yeah, yeah, one of the uh, one of the OGs. Um, but yeah, so that was a, a website. So you would come onto our website. You'd tell us about your history of running, how fast you are, what kind of level of ability you are, what you're training for, what your schedule's like, and we'd take all of these different pieces of information, run them through our engine, um, and then output your personalized PDF essentially. Um, and so we did that for for ten for ten months, um, and at the same time, we kind of got some amazing reviews. Jimmy made a little bit of revenue as well. Um, and that was enough for both kind of Dom to quit his job at McKinsey uh, and also for me to kind of really close down all the private coaching I was doing, move them all over to the run buddy. Yeah. Um, and um, and yeah, on the back of that, we're able to kind of go and raise a, raise our first round of money, uh, round of funding. So we sold about 10% of the business um, to 304 different people and we were able to raise um, half a million pounds. Uh, and with wow. that money, it doesn't come to my bank account, sadly. Uh, with with that money, we're able to kind of hire our first kind of app developers and, and grow the team. Um, and so a few months later, we went on to rebrand the business from the Run Buddy to Runner, um, and then also move on to the App Store, whereby people can now subscribe to train with us. Um, and so, like the really exciting piece now is that like someone who wants to train with Runner gets a better experience than I used to give you. And I used mm. to charge twenty five pound a week, and Runner's fifteen pounds a month mm -hmm. or a hundred pounds for the year. Um, so like that's kind of really exciting and, and, and as a result it really has grown and we've now got customers in 180 different countries which like some of them I've never even heard of wow, uh, which is so which cool. is super cool and we've got yeah 40,000 people now paying to train with us which is a uh, which is really exciting and the type of people who are training with us about 15% of them are like the people who used to work with the coach 85% of yeah. them are what we call like the everyday runner and the beginner runner people who would never have considered working with a coach before yeah. and because we build it in this way that, that it's so easy to get started have a free trial and realize that actually no matter what you mean level of ability you are working with a coach and running properly or whatever you want to call it is so much more fun and I think a lot of people will engage with running as a as a sport whereby someone said that running will make you lose weight or running will make you stay fit. So as a result, people go three times a week and 20 minutes around the block. And that is so boring. Just like mm. doing the same thing all the time, like running because someone said you should and so you can pretend that you're fit. But actually when you go and do, you mean, do something interesting, go and do some intervals or go and do a tempo workout and do instruct your training in the right way and push yourself and then do some easy stuff. And you do that for a week or two, you get the endorphins, which makes training with us addictive, yeah. but you also see progress so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And like, especially like, I mean, you guys will see progress when you nail your training for months and you might make a few seconds gain on your 5K, whatever it's gonna be. If you're a beginner, you see so much more positive Kinda feedback. <laughs> and so like, as a result, like, yes, someone who's doing a true beginner is not gonna go on to spend a thousand pounds a year with a coach, mm -hmm. but they go get a week's free trial with us or a two week free trial, depending on how they come across runner. And, and they get this kind of doing really like, amazing experience and at, at an affordable price and i think that's kind of why we've been able to grow and and help so many people yeah. and i guess it's the motivation thing as well isn't it i mean i know from from my ex experience of having a coach i mean i'm not that i've ever really struggled with kind of motivation to get out the door but i want to do well for myself and for my coach and i think even when you've got an app i presume it logs it and it yeah. kind of logs when you've done your prescribed session just having that little boost of motivation to get out the door i think for a lot of people yeah, especially exactly. beginners is massive yeah and like i mean like with with that we can like doing make make it a bit more kind of gamified as well in the way that we mm. can show you doing your workout and because we can automatically sync to your garmin watch or your apple watch or if you don't have a watch we can do it search you through the runner app uh, and either guide it through kind of vibrating your your wrist and telling you to speed up and when to slow down 
but like just like your coach you mean you might whatsapp him afterwards and say i hit all my splits on these ones we're with you on the go so do you mean if you're running a bit too fast on your first rep we'll vibrate and say slow down like <laughs> and, and in the cool. same way like um you finish your workout and we can then show it back to you in the app and show how you kind of performed against the targets we set you so it like do you mean really then gives you that sense of satisfaction you could tick off the workout in the app you can do you mean see how you performed and that's only what we do right now um mm -hmm. do mean, what we'll be doing and doing in a few months time is the case that like do you mean you ran a bit too fast or a bit, do you mean you you found the work a bit too hard or whatever it's going to be automatically adjusting your training on the back of that feedback and what we want to take runner two in like yeah. the very like long-term vision do you mean two years three years four years however long it takes it, we want it to be in the case where do you mean we're syncing all the data around how you perform in your runs but also so much other data so do you mean like the how you sleep at night and we get all that data back from people's whoop bands their garmin watches their apple watches mm. do you mean their stress their hrv data maybe the stage you're in the menstrual cycle from your flow app or whatever it is and taking all that data back into runner and then being able to continuously adapt your training on the go and yeah. give the experience that maybe the do you mean the most privileged olympians get to have of having a strength and conditioning coach a running coach a nutritionist having all these people to look at all these different areas of your life and imagine taking that experience do you mean into runner at this do you mean affordable and accessible package and that's yeah. like really what we're we're working towards and do you mean there's so many pieces to it there's the motivational piece um and also like kind of touching upon kind of what you said that you want to do what you need to do to please your coach like someone like yourself who's do you mean, deeply motivated and obviously that's why you kind of a, a part of why you've been able to achieve what you've done in your own running um i guess like you might need a plan to kind of stop you doing too much um, yeah, and, and so like That's there's all of these, yeah, exactly <laughs> all these reasons why like doing different people are going to benefit from a coach or an app in a different way um, mm. and making sure that we build doing the features that serves the, the diehard super motivated runner, but at the same time build the features for someone who's just getting into it. And hopefully what happens is someone gets into their running at doing one end of the spectrum and gradually transitions and doing by the end doing hopefully they'll be doing marathons or who knows what. Yeah, it all sounds so exciting and such an incredible journey that runners come on so far. And I think for me, it's the accessibility of the app that's kind of brought it full circle in my own life where I've got friends. I want everyone to love running, yeah. right? But I appreciate not everyone's going to love running. But I've had friends who've never considered running come to me saying, oh, I've just started a plan with runner. And I'm thinking, that's so funny. It's like two of my worlds colliding. Yeah. So it's just so amazing that it's getting people that maybe never really ran before they've just decided to enter uh, a 10k half marathon and there's something so accessible where they can yeah, just use this yeah, app and I, get a training plan that they can yeah, I and think keep that them going i think there's a real barrier when people like start running and there's that initial burst of enthusiasm and as you say they go out and do 20 minutes around the block at three times a week and then you fught, it's so many people fall off the bandwagon yeah. well they'll get injured because that's do you mean that's not the right yeah. thing to do like imagine yeah. if, like your coach said right like the next two weeks you're gonna just like just smash it as hard as you can yeah. every single workout like your body can't take that and imagine doing that here's a question for you so you said most of your um most of your customers at the moment are kind of amateur level end of the spectrum but with all the ai coming in and you mentioned being able to integrate all these other facets to training mm. like your sleep and get that feedback and then adapt the training from that could runner or, or do you see runner being able to coach Olympics. like my level? Because when I, with my coach, it's he's so reactive. Yeah, you know he doesn't give me my sessions until I've done. So yeah. I did a session yeah. today, and then he tells me my session on. Yeah. 
Friday and Sunday because he wants to know exactly how it went, how I felt, like how it compared yeah. to the other session. And it is so, I think I would, I probably wouldn't go to an app. I might be completely wrong yeah, on this, yeah, yeah. by the way. I probably wouldn't go to an app because I'm like, I need that person yeah. to give Listen a human response. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so could it do that? Yeah, do you so think so it I think, do that? I think that what you're kind of like saying is the key value add for you with your coach is the kind of like continuous adaptive motivating yeah. feedback that comes from yeah. you did these reps a little bit quick. Oh, let's change tomorrow's training as a result. Or do you mean you're a bit tired on, on the long run? Okay, easy run, a bit shorter, mm, yeah. whatever it's going to be. But then if you're getting the actual scientific yeah, so, data. But so, so not only will we be able to do all of that adaptability in the way that do you mean we can make the coaching decisions just like your coach does to build that adaptability real time. But then we go one step further, which is that we are a service that's got 40,000 people training uh, training with us today. Do you mean, we can see that, oh, if that person did mile reps versus that person did 1K reps in that exact, do you mean two women, both in the same age, do you mean same kind of level of ability? On average, we see that the mile rep is better for that type of person versus the K rep. Do you mean we have mm. all this data? We've already got 2 million different runs that have been recorded through Runner. And with all of that data, wow. we can start to kind of analyze all of these different pieces. We'll be able to have you, the people who wrote the books on how people should train for different running goals. Do you mean they may well have coached 100 people a year, like, or maybe 100 people in a lifetime, who knows what it is. Yeah. Like, we're coaching 40,000 people today, we expect to be coaching do you mean, many hundred thousand by the end of next year. And like the number of runs they'll complete within a week, yeah. and, and or with, yeah, within a year, and like, we've got all of their smart data coming back in already with reference to heart rate, we've already got the data coming back in with reference to speed, pace, distance. And imagine we bring on all of those different pieces in for the people who want to kind of integrate a bit more data and, and have that feedback. Mm -hmm. It'll be the case that like, for a normal human coach to deliver the same experience that runner in two or three years time will, um, it would be so annoying because like your coach would have to be like, right, how did you sleep? Um, and like, and how was your heart rate? And what was your HRV date? Can you just send me a screenshot of your like Garmin Connect app, please? And then they'd have to say like, um, do you mean, uh, all of these different questions and then do that every single day, which do you mean someone could do and, and probably the, the experience that maybe some of the most phenomenal coaches do. And, and in a way like, there'll always be a role for the the real-time coach. Mm -hmm. But it's like building that experience to the everyday person is like the thing that we want to do. But at the same time, we'll have all this data to be able to go to the Olympians or to be into the, the top levels of people in sport and say, actually, we think statistically based on your height um, that this is doing a key learning that we've seen in the data that like no running coach has been able to pull that data together and make that observation. So we yeah. think that I mean, in a few years' time, doing we'll be able to... Inform the the next kind of generation of running books and theory, just in the way that like doing the data Strava has informs where London puts their cycle lanes. Yeah. Because doing they know where people cycle, so then when the city's thinking which cycle lanes should we put a bit of new blue paint on and remove the potholes, they should do that where the most people cycle. Mm. Like where they put their bus stops need to be out the way of the, the bikes, and like that's an amazing piece of data that Strava has, and isn't like the thing that they built Strava for, but it's amazing byproduct. The, yeah. the thing about our byproduct is that it will further improve the service itself. Um, so it's kind of like doubly beneficial for us. Because so like might the, see all Olympians being coached by runner in yeah, 10 I think, years time. I think like, all scared yeah, now. Yeah, well, yeah. no, I think like, like I said, I think there's, Jimmy, there's always going to be a role for a coach and like, yeah. we'll never be able to replace the, the human element of you delighting your coach when you've absolutely blitzed your workout um, and you getting delighted. Yeah, yeah so much you can do with it. Yeah. There's yeah. obviously been so much work that's gone into this. And I'm wondering, do you think in order to be successful in work, 
and your passion, do you think there's an element of sacrifice that needs to be involved? And how do you balance running a super successful startup with your personal life and getting your training in? Yeah, I think like you guys will know this and let's do a loaded question. Obviously to be good at anything you need to sacrifice. And I think like, um, if you think back to like the kids who are good at anything at school, like the, the, the person who was best at playing the piano was the one who probably started playing the piano youngest and did the most piano lessons and they'll be the best at the piano. And that probably got in the way of them like playing on the Xbox. Do you mean like they had to sacrifice their Xbox to get good at the piano? In the same way, you guys do a lot more running than most people. And as a result, you're much better at running than everyone else. Um, and I did a lot more running than everyone I knew. And I was one of the best runners of people I knew. Um, I do less running than I used to do because I spend a lot more time working. Um, and as a result, like, yeah, the, the, the bigger runner gets, it seems to be not taking any less time. I thought it was the case. You start a startup and like the first like year or so was crazy, crazy. And then it would like start to calm down. Um, but it just changes. Um, so uh, the, the first kind of year when Dom and I were working on it in our spare time, it was the case that I was PTing from six o'clock till do you mean 9am. And then my clients would do you mean go off and do their jobs. And then I would start from runner from nine till like lunchtime. I'd do a lunchtime PT session and then it would be from kind of like two till six, I'd work on runner and then I'd do a few PT sessions in the evening. And it was really, really unsustainable. And I thought at yeah. that moment in time, like just just do that, make this living from the PT work and like the, the coaching my clients online and then pump everything into runner and do you mean, launch this business and do you mean, then I can put my feet up and run all the time. Um, and as the business has grown, we've hired amazing people to do lots of the different pieces. and. But at the same time, the demand for the output grows. So now, do you mean, we've got twenty. And there are so many other areas you can There's go twenty with people full time in the business, but now, like, we've got to manage the like. Do you mean, we've got to look after the twenty employees. We've got to build the next big project, like like pro products, and build them into the business. And do you mean it started off with having a hundred customers, and we get a little bit of feedback of oh, build these little things for us a hundred people. Now we've got forty thousand people saying, oh, I want this, I want that, I want this. And do you mean I exercise? And the reason why I care about exercise is because it makes my life better and happier. And there's no way I'd be able to work as hard as I do without having that exercise. Um, and like, you make it work when you love it enough. Like during this morning and, and every Wednesday morning, I'll go cycling at 5.30 with my club, which means 4.45 alarm and doing absolutely smashing it in a line behind another bunch of sweaty men and doing having a coffee at seven o'clock and then getting on with our lives. Mm. Um, and as a result, my Wednesday is always my favorite day of the week. I start with the endorphins, get them, get my favorite workout and it's so fun and so exciting. And, and then you feel like you've accomplished something. And, and that same kind of feeling is the same feeling I get every day when I train. Um, and if I have a day where I'm not gonna train, I'm gonna be a bit grumpier at work and I'm gonna feel like I've, uh, um, and I'm also very aware that it's like, it is a period, like it won't be like this forever. And yeah. um, the, the better runner does, the better it allows me in the future to prioritize my mm -hmm. training a little bit more. And I'm 27 right now. And do you mean, for me, my thing in fitness and running is, is Ironman. Um, so the running's the treat at the end of the the, the triathlon, um, of which, which is which is <laughs> very much which is very much probably not the way I think about it midway through an Ironman. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like what I keep telling myself is that like, do you mean you peak an Ironman between thirty five and forty? You got so, time. So do you mean runner can be crazy for three years? I'll get to yeah. thirty, then I can maybe go from working seventy hours a week to working thirty five hours a week, uh, and. I mean, still work on this amazing business, um, but do it on terms that allows me maybe to have a family in the future, um, but also to prioritize my training like I used to get to. So 
um, it is it is a sacrifice. I've definitely noticed. Um, I started to get a few grey hairs, and my hair is is, is climbing <laughs> back that like it never used to Not do. Not noticeable. Um, but yeah, it's it's a sacrifice, but it's I mean it's so worthwhile. And um, yeah, if I knew runner would get to where it's got to already, like there's no doubt about kind of going through all of the different um, pieces to get to where it is now. And I think like I view my life with kind of three key areas. Like there's my 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 exercise, my fitness, which is like I guess all three are as important as one another. Then there's like work. Um, and then there's kind of like friends and relationships. And I think like all three are just like so, so important. And if you put all your time into one, you get sad. Um, and mm. I don't know, I'm sure like we all have our own balance that like, I mean, some people want to prioritize work more than others. Some people want to prioritize training. And I think like they're all so important to me. Yeah. Um, and do you mean the last two and a half years since we kind of like launched the business, I've had my ups and downs. I've had, um, yeah, times where I'm doing less exercise and that's making me sad so times where I'm doing not giving my girlfriend and friends enough time and then I'm doing feeling isolated whatever it is and it's a really hard balance to get right um and yeah something's got to give whether that's sleep or whether it's um the the training but um yeah forever kind of like balancing to get it right and uh, hopefully can only like master the balance as uh, as time goes on yeah I was actually I was listening to another podcast the other day it made a was talking about balance and how there's been a real cultural shift in uh, like I think pre you know sort of before maybe poor, before COVID actually there was this culture of like you must be in the office all mm. the time and live a completely unbalanced life yeah. and now there's been a real cultural shift to like you must live a yeah. perfectly balanced life yeah. and it was actually a podcast with Rich Roll and he was saying that he he's not happy when he's got a balanced life he doesn't want to do like you know take your your three pillars, 33% yeah, of yeah. everything. He needs to be not necessarily 100%, but full on focused and really gunning for it on one thing. And that's what makes him happy. But that's on the micro scale. And then on the macro scale, take a step back and it kind of at some point recalibrates and he'll give yeah. the other pillar more attention. Yeah, and exactly. Is that you, you've, got a, you've got, a, you've got 100 to give, of which like, if you did 33, 33, 33 all the time forever, life would get so, so boring. Mm, yeah. um, you're right. You want to zoom out. And at the end of every year, you want to be like, I achieved some PBs this year. Like my work went well. I launched an amazing podcast or do you mean business is doing well? And like my girlfriend doesn't hate me. I've got to see my <laughs> friends this year. All of those things. Like yeah. you want all of those things, those three things to happen at the end of the year. But at the same time, do you mean you're coming up to marathon season? You are going to put rather than 33% into training, you're going to put... 50, 60, 70% into training. And then like you finish the marathon, then it's like, right, I've now got all this time. I'm like not going straight back into a training phase. I'm, do you mean, I'm going to socialize a bit more, relax a bit more and do that and maybe put more time into work. And I think like, yeah, we need to like zoom out and on the macro level, try and see they all progress in the right direction year on year. Otherwise, I think as competitive people like we probably all are, like you feel like you're going backwards and that's never a nice feeling. Um, but yeah, we'll always kind of like go through ebbs and flows. And um, yeah, I'm, I feel like work has probably gone from like 33, 33 to 33 to maybe like, um, I don't know, 50, 60% to work at the moment. And mm. um, yeah. You find you can flows. still kind of enjoy work when it's like that, when you feel like it's not balanced or yeah, obviously it's your, you know, it's your business. It's your yeah. baby. So I presume you. Yeah. I think it's like the adrenaline it, of it. Like probably like the same as like, someone saying to you like do you enjoy marathon training when you're in like the peak of your mileage and you've got these horrendously long interval sessions that are just so many reps and it feels eye-watering but it's so exciting isn't it like I love that. You mean, like, you, that's what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. like it's so exciting it's the yeah. same like it's kind of like 
a little bit wild when I like yeah. look at my diary for tomorrow, for example. Um, but at the same time, it is quite exciting. And there's so um, much purpose to it. Yeah, exactly. And like the reason why we're coming, but I'm coming back from Italy do you mean three days early mm. is because do you mean the cost of buying a late night flight, uh, sorry, last minute flight and do you mean missing those three days in the Airbnb is worth it for like the output of what that can mean for the business. And mm. like that feels also kind of crazy that like me, just a little 27 year old bloke is like, it's important okay. enough for me to get back to London and talk yeah. to all these investors and whatever for what that means for like the big picture of, of runner in, in the next mm. kind of two or three years ahead. So. Do you have yeah. any ways that you stop yourself feeling overwhelmed with everything? Because I can imagine for a lot of people, what you're saying right now does sound really overwhelming with just spinning so many plates and you've almost got, you've got multiple priorities, yeah. right? You want to do well in the Ironman, you love it, but you also have so many things you're focusing on with the business. Yeah, I think it's a number of things. Like one of which is, I mean, I definitely have like been through my ups and downs this year, like, and I don't mind like saying it out loud, but then chatted to someone to kind of like um, get my head around it all. And especially whereby like things are, doing going well in the business it starts to kind of just feel like normal and expected and as a result like when it continues to do well you don't get like the endorphins of it doing well because that now starts to feel normal um so I think like a big part of that is just having like amazing people around me like one of which is like an amazing team um in the business so like you mean can completely rely upon them you mean to come here and relax and, and chat to you guys um and in the same way you mean amazing supportive girlfriend um and also having exercise like getting out and cycling this morning mm. for an hour and eight minutes I was like sweating off the end of my nose and could not think about anything other than which gear I'm in am I in the right exact position behind the guy in front and like that was my adrenaline completely switched off from training uh, from from working um so I think yeah like having those different plates does does help but I think yeah having a good group of people around you is is helpful but it's also been a learning process and yeah do you feel exhausted sometimes like it yeah want to go to bed and just like not wake up for a few days and just <laughs> catch up but uh but yeah I mean it was nice to Nice to head out to Mallorca and have a have a um, a little uh, a little break uh, out there yeah. the other day. I think a lot of people, I mean, nowhere near your level, but you know, struggle to balance work, training, and especially if you've got you know races, Ironman marathon season coming mm. up. Do you have any tips for, I guess, getting that balance right, and particularly at the amateur level when you know you're not, it's not your job. Yeah. But you've got, so you kind of got to do the nine to five. What what would be your tips to getting yeah, that right? I think kind of like the, the most important thing is to recognize like what makes you happy and also what you want to achieve. And don't necessarily listen to us like doing me who probably cycles five, six days a week, runs three or four and goes to the gym ideally two, but realistically like one or even every second week, let's say. But like, I do a lot of training because that makes me happy. Um, mm. And that's also the reason why I got to the point where I can run lo lots of marathons and do Ironmans is because I enjoy it so much that I've got to this point. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, the reasons why you guys are as good at run running as you are is because you love it. So I think if like you're the kind of person who do you mean, loves going out, like, and you, you really want to be out like Friday and Saturday night, which is do you mean a, a huge portion of people like do that, run on your terms. If you want to be, do you mean sleeping in in the mornings, do you mean run after work? Like you can, do you mean have an amazingly happy balanced life with exercise, with running, whereby maybe you run twice after work and you run once on the weekend and you can do marathons like that. Um, and that's absolutely fine. So don't like necessarily feel like the, the world of Instagram or whatever it is showcasing the best people mm. at, at, at a certain thing means that by not being as good as them, you're not doing it right. 
Um, and I think like if you love, if you learn to love running to the point where you want to be running all the time, like run six times a week or do a double day and run seven times a week, whatever it's going to be like, but build up to that gradually and do it because you love it. And, and get I a think, training plan to help. I get a training plan or work with a coach <laughs> or whatever it's going to be. But like, yeah, do it, do it, find what makes you happy and then do that, do, do that. Yeah, I think um, that's so important. Yeah. And just knowing that balance looks different for everyone. Yeah. And and I, yeah, yeah it, it, I think what you're saying about do what makes you happy mm. is just, that's it, isn't it? It's, it's actually really simple. You can overthink it. And I, I think with that in mind, like some people love going to the gym and some runners hate going to the mm. gym. And realistically, like, if you're gonna be at the absolutely top level, you need to do everything flawlessly. But most people aren't or don't want to be at that level. And the reason why they're not at that level is because they haven't committed 10 years of their life to training like, to being an absolute warrior. Um, and, and that's fine. So like, if you're a normal person, go to the gym if you don't wanna get injured or go to the gym because you like the gym. And during the motivation for not getting injured is that you or you might not like the gym, but because it stops getting injured, it's worth doing to let you run more. Yeah, that's me. Um, <laughs> that like, that, that's the logic. And it, it, if you find you don't get injured, and you don't go to the gym and you don't like the gym, you don't need to go to the gym. That's fine. Um, and like in the same way, like you want to do marathons, but you like, oh, you want to do a marathon because you've got your London ballot place and someone signed you up and you, you've got this place, but you love cycling and you don't like running that much. You can do a marathon training twice a week, like as in running twice a week and building up your mileage over time and doing loads of cycling. That's going to be really good for you. So like to find balance, I think it comes down to like understanding what makes you happy and then just do lots of that. Um, mm. and do you mean balance might just be running park run every week? And, and again, that's, that's fine. Um, and I think the most important thing is that like, we're all like, we should all prioritize our health, but like doing eating well and doing park run once a week is do you mean enough to be healthy. Um, and do you mean a functioning yeah. healthy person in society and, and health is more than do you mean just the running we do. It's the, the, the mental side of things as well. And if you think healthy is running six times a week, but you hate running, you're not going to be very happy and therefore you're not gonna be very healthy. Um, so mm. yeah, I think it's like find what makes, what makes you work. And I think that that builds a healthy balanced life. And I definitely don't have a classically balanced life, but I think I have a very healthy life. Um, like mm. I'm very happy. Like I bounce around the office, like the second youngest person in the company as a little crazy child who's a bit like <laughs> busy and full of adrenaline, but like, I love it. It's exhausting, but I love it. And I love cycling and I do lots of it. I love running. I do lots of that. And um, do you mean I love spending time with do you mean the, the people in my life that I care a lot about and do you mean I do as much of that as I can as well and um, yeah I guess like that's my balance and it's not the balance that everyone else should find but it's like a way that makes me happy so Ben as our final question which we ask all guests what is your high five me moment which is the moment that it doesn't necessarily have to be a time you've won a race or competition or anything else but just one of those moments where you would give yourself a massive high five. I guess like the thing that makes my um, my adrenaline high that like nothing can beat is the feeling I get when I run down like an Ironman red carpet. Um, and I don't know whether that's just because I kind of like build it up to be something bigger than it is. And like, you know, I'm not winning running down the carpet. I'm coming in a thousandth or whatever it is but I will sprint that last section so fast and I will like flex all my muscles and run down as if I've like won the world championships. And like, that is, um, that is probably like the, the, the highlight of my year. Nice. Um, and, and the silly thing is that and like- you've done six of them, haven't you? So that's actually six, that's six high five well, the, the, moments. The, the silly <laughs> thing about that is I'm, I'm also including the half Ironman red carpet. Um, and I've, yeah. I've done, do you mean three half Ironmans this year and I'll do a full Ironman on the weekend. And like every time I run down, a, a, and I don't know why the adrenaline seems like, I get the 
a normal and a lot of adrenaline when I finish a half marathon, when I finish a marathon, I love it. But somehow I just seem to like take that on steroids when I go down an Ironman finish line. Um, nice. so yeah, been going so for like, the whole day. Yeah, I, I, I think time. you're right. I think it's like, it's, it must just be the, the, that, that piece, which is just, you've kind of like added, um, yeah, added so Such much kind of like yeah, yeah. sense of achievement over the course of the, the, the day's racing that then it really feels amazing at the end of it. That's awesome. Yeah, High I five. Bet. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for joining us for Five Miles Easy. See you next week. HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.